The following excerpt is from Selected by Extraterrestrials Part 1 by former U.S. Navy William Tompkins. The landing module actually impacted the moon's surface in the Sea of Tranquility crater, which had tremendous-sized vehicles parked around its rim. When astronaut Neil Armstrong made that first step for man on the moon, he looked up to the edge of the crater and said to Mission Control, there are other ships here. They are enormous. The public did not hear that statement or see massive alien starships. Armstrong panned his camera in a 360-degree motional all around the crater, and the CIA then classified the information as way above top secret. Tompkins drew a picture of what he witnessed on the Apollo live feed camera along with other TRW and NASA personnel. The extraterrestrials put up their no trespassing sign but allowed the U.S. to make several other additional Apollo landings to pick up a few rocks and play in the sand. The action of the extraterrestrials stopped our plans to build our manned naval base on the moon. What Tompkins claims he saw happen via the NASA live feed on the moon landing is consistent with ham radio intercepts of the live feed and the claims of former NASA employee Otto Bender. According to Bender, the Apollo 11 astronauts transmitted that they were being watched by large alien vehicles. Bender confirmed that ham radio operators had indeed intercepted VHF signals transmitted from Apollo 11 to NASA's Houston headquarters with the following message, which NASA screened from the public. You've heard their comments about, oh my gosh, there are other crafts out here. And uh, so then they, uh, they describe some of these, okay? Uh, and so as you're landing from down behind the crater, uh, these vehicles come up and park. Okay, some of the guys come out and they stand there underneath on the edge of the crater. So we, we got two guys here and another guy still going around the planet up there, which he has to get back into. And they're doing their thing. They're, they're, well, again, they didn't put the flag up first. <laughs> they put up a Freemason flag and then they got this great Freemason plaque, which they put down, and they, the Freemasons take over the moon, right? Okay, that's what the plaque is for. With the with these reptilians watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so not, not so now then they put the American flag up. Okay, and then they start walking around taking their pictures. And all around the edge of the crater are all these great big things, which so are they're, 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 his 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 statement, Armstrong. Sir, there you've got to see these. They're massive. They're threatening. They're threatening us. Remember, uh, we had sent sent up vehicles with cameras on them to go around the moon 
to try to figure out, you know, all of the requirements, not only for the selection where the landing was going to be, but try to come up with some sort of a feel of what our situation was going to be when we got there. Okay, so that's all been going on before. So we have seen and we have photographed uh, structures on the other side of the moon. And next to those structures, a ways away, are foundations of many different buildings that are there. So we've already photographed. We knew that. So we knew there were facilities on the back side. We knew a whole lot that people didn't talk about. But we were in a position where uh, this moon is not a moon, okay? It's not your moon in the first place. Actually, this is not your planet. Uh, this is their laboratory, okay? Right. Okay, uh, the Dracos, you mean, or the reptilians? Draco reptilian slash okay. reptilian. These groups of extraterrestrials who work together but are at war with other extraterrestrials, okay? have these vehicles that look like a planet, right. like our moon is a vehicle. It's a command center for this arm. There's four arms, arms on our galaxy. One of those arms has a place here which is called planet Earth. You're not downtown where all the action is in the galaxy. You're out here. Those guys uh, control your planet, because, I mean your moon, because your moon is a command center for this region of the galaxy. Uh, when he came back from the moon, where was he? He disappeared. I know where he was. He was in South Dakota with his brother, with the oil rigs they had, and they sold everything out before 1980, so they missed the big bust. Made a lot of money. So Neil came back with his brother, and then Neil went to teach mathematics at the University of Cincinnati in Lebanon, Ohio. And that's where he was until he retired. He didn't disappear, he just went to teach. So a lot of students had Neil Armstrong as a professor in mathematics. There was just strange things about the whole thing. Um, I was in the backyard canning as usual. Neil came back there. And um, finally I just turned around to Neil, asked him about a few things. And finally I just got a little annoyed with him, I guess. Cause I kinda barked at him. I said, uh, what is wrong with you? You and Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins, you three should be on the ceiling. Out of eight billion people, you got to go to the moon, walk on it kick rocks around and you come back here and you're nothing but sad and depressed what the hell happened up there and then Neil looks strange and he says um, there's things happen I just can't tell you I said like what come on tell me something happened up there because why are you so depressed is it because you're, you're forced to tell a lie or something he had never one ahead that one. And he said, this thing I just can't tell you. I said, well, I'm hearing rumors. I said, is there anything to the, something about a rim of a crater and there was other people there? 
And he said, can't really tell you about that. So there was people there. I said, well, how many were there? And I don't know, it just, he just clam up and he wanted to tell you, but he couldn't tell you. I don't know what they threatened him with, but it must have been pretty bad. But um, then about four days ago from this day, last week, I get a call out of the blue from this woman who says she has the original photos from the moon camera and she's got the original Polaroid paper, 8 by 10 I'm like, damn, that's the original print. And she said, let me email them to you. So she emailed them to me. And this one came up, picture of a big rim crater. It's dark. Now, on the picture I have from NASA, it's just black in the shadow. But the picture that this woman sent, the same exact picture, but it's not black in the crater. You can look, you expand the photo open all the way you can go, and sure enough, there is setting another lunar rover. And it's not ours because the picture is being taken from the lunar rover. You can see the the fenders and the arm in the foreground of the camera. Across the crater on the other rim, there's another lunar rover sitting there. And it's got two wheels, an antenna coming out of the center of it, and a steering column on the right-hand side. And a guy leaning, a man or woman, bipedal anthropoid in a spacesuit, leaning against the lunar rover in the middle of it, you know, just pointing at us. And I went, well, who's that? And so I never got to ask Neil about that photo because he's gone. And he's been dead for a while. And, um, but he had described the photo to me. And as I looked the way he described it, I found everything he was talking about. So there was somebody else there. I don't know who they were. I don't know what they wanted. I don't know how many there were. I saw one. Had to be more than one because of the big lunar rover that had several seats. But from his demeanor and responses to your questions, you were convinced that he saw something on the moon Absolutely. that he wasn't allowed to talk about. That's exactly right. That's why he was so depressed. Him and Buzz Aldrin and Mike Collins, they were depressed. And these, uh, these men, three men of all people on the earth, they should be the happiest men on earth. Cause they got to go to the moon. I mean, my God, what an honor. And here they were staring at the floor, moving, you know, just depressed. I went, what the hell's wrong with you people? So something happened. I never got, I got about as much story as you're going to get straight from the horse's mouth, but that horse ain't going to talk. Uh, one of the last things that I will reveal uh, and that is definitely a fact and that I have been briefed on and that many other people involved with the black op community have been briefed on and that is our own moon uh, which does in fact have alien bases on it and also has bases from our own government uh, now there is an ET presence which is primarily located on the dark side of the moon the Apollo program was in all actuality 
a reconnaissance mission so that we could research what was exactly there and who. Uh, you will notice that many of the photos from the Apollo missions uh, have airbrushed out buildings and bases, and this is the truth of the matter. Uh, about half of the video that, that you will see that is document, documented from the Apollo missions uh, was in fact shot here on Earth at Area 51. In fact, if you look at satellite imagery, you can actually see what's left of a crater field uh, created at Area 51 that was used in the filming. Now, the, the, the truth is that most of the footage from the moon was simply cluttered with bases, with alien buildings. And from what one astronaut said, and I'm quoting, uh, what were constant a constant presence of alien vehicles flying over the surface, uh, cluttering up the footage. So again, they showed the American people what they could and recreated the rest uh, here on Earth that they couldn't show. Uh, from what we know, the dark side of the moon is where most of the alien presence is located. Uh, it, it's, it's a more primitive alien race from what we can see and our research tells us. Um, it's, it's more primitive than the alien beings you would see on higher dimensions, but still thousands if not millions of years ahead of us. Uh, now we have our own bases uh, which are primarily located in or near the Sea of Tranquility, which is the site of Apollo 11, and also one base that I know of located near the crater Sabine D. Uh, to this day, we're still sending secret missions to and from the moon. Uh, however, I do not know the complete details of what we are doing there. It was uh, 1965. Uh, I believe it was about... June or July of 1965, sometime in that time frame. I was asked to go over to this facility on Langley Air Force Base where the NSA was uh, bringing in the information from the lunar orbiter. And so I packed up some tools, I went over, uh, I went into the facility. As I approached the facility, it was uh, very lightly guarded. I mean, the base was under high security at any rate. I was surprised that the, there wasn't uh, a higher level of security outside of the facility as I look back on it later. I went into the facility, I gave them my low-level security badge, they gave me a higher-level security badge. Um, a couple of officers took me into this hangar, it was a very large hangar. As I walked in, there were, there were people from other countries, a lot of foreign people from other countries in civilian clothes with interpreters with them, with security badges hanging around their neck. And the first thing I thought to myself, if this is NASA, what are all these foreigners doing here? What are all these people from other countries speaking other language? Didn't make any sense to me. And I was really quite impressed with that. It just didn't grok. You know, I was, you know, what are, what are all of these people doing here? And they were very quiet, very reserved, and there was a very peculiar pal hanging over them. Uh, they were very, they had a very concerned demeanor, okay? So they took me into this laboratory. I took a look at the equipment. There was an airman second class in there. I was an airman second class as well. He turned the equipment on and put it through its paces. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. I saw what was going on with it. I said, I, I need to do some troubleshooting on it. It had 
little printed circuit boards in it with discrete components at that time. It was before we had integrated circuits. And I said to him, you know, we'll have to take this thing out of the lab if we're going to work on it. We can't work in it, on it in here in the darkroom environment. So he called someone to get some people to come in and move it. It was about the size of a small apartment refrigerator. It, you know, it wasn't something you could easily move. So everyone left the facility, left the darkroom, except this airman second class and myself. And we're in waiting for someone to come to remove this piece of equipment. So while I'm in there, I said to him, and I'm really fascinated with this process. How did they get the images from the lunar orbiter to the laboratory here? And he went through the whole process describing how the various radio telescopes around the world were linked and they telemetered the data into Langley Field. And at the time, I didn't know what the real purpose of this darkroom and this operation and this facility was. I thought this was where they were bringing the data in and then releasing the images to the public. I had no idea that there were other issues involved in, in this facility. So he, he starts telling me all of this information and I knew that what we were doing was, was, was classified anyway and that he could only share a certain level of what he was doing with me because of the part, compartmentalized nature of, of our jobs. At any rate, I um, you know, he told me how everything worked. He showed me the equipment, where the digital information came in, where it was converted to photographic images. They were doing 35 millimeter strips of film at that time, which were then assembled into 18 and a half by 11 inch uh, mosaics, they were called. There was a digital signature and a grayscale on every 35 millimeter strip. And those, those strips were from successive passes around the moon, and they would take and build up a photograph. They would scan one section of the moon, then another and another, and then they would get a larger image. So this mosaic then would be put in that contact printer and that was then a print that was issued to whomever, the press, the scientist, whatever, wherever that was intended to go. So he was showing me how all this worked and we walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base on the back side of the moon. And I said, I said, whose? <laughs> what do you mean, whose? He said, yes, there's, we've discovered a base on the backside of the moon. And at that point, I became frightened and I was a little terrified, thinking to myself that if anybody walks in the room now, I know we're, we're in jeopardy, we're in trouble, because he shouldn't be giving me this information. I was fascinated by it, but I also knew that he was overstepping a boundary that he shouldn't be stepping over. And then he pulled out one of these mosaics and showed, showed this base, which had geometric shapes. There were towers, there were uh, spherical uh, buildings. Uh, there were very tall uh, towers and things that looked somewhat like radar dishes, but they were large structures. So I, um, I didn't say any more to him because I was concerned again that somebody was gonna come in at any moment would catch us having this conversation and we would be in, in, in real trouble. I realized that he was telling me this information because he didn't have anybody else to talk to. Now probably in that laboratory he was probably one of the few uh, enlisted people and he was a worker bee. And he had a high level security clearance obviously. 
but he couldn't share that information with anybody else. And in those days we didn't. When you had your security clearance, you took it seriously. It isn't like today where people don't take these things seriously. We had a different set of morals and ethics and values. That's the way we were raised and we, we stayed bound by those agreements.